This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Josh Allen with a huge bounce back performance. Same goes for the Bills who improved to 1-1 one one after a 38-10 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. Good to get a win. Great environment here in Orchard Park, Western New York. The fans are outstanding. Just us getting back to who we feel like we are. Um, guys went out there next to you. Who's going to stop that offense, you know? So we're trying to go out there and, and play our best ball and this is just something to give us a little confidence. Yeah, I mean, there's no stopping the Bills. It's Super Bowl or bust, let's be honest. Just win, baby. There he is. <laughs> Mike Danger. Wow, what, what another great performance by the Buffalo Bills. Gene Battaglia. And then you get the Commanders. Oh, pour it on for the Commanders, please. Like, oh gosh, that's a Super Bowl team over there. We got two, not one, but two Monday Night Football games tonight. The Orioles and Rays clinched playoff spots yesterday when the Rangers lost. Oh, Sabres hockey. Blue Jackets head coach Mike Babcock announces his resignation. This week's AP Top 25 poll was released yesterday. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Chester. Monday always feels better when it's a victory Monday. We got a lot to get to in the sports bar. Danger Mataglia. Glad you're with us and listening along locally at 95.7 FM AM 950. We sound our best in the free to download Odyssey app. Find the fan Rochester on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. And we've got our video stream up at YouTube and Twitch at The Fan Rochester if you want to watch the sports bar. Mike Danger here. Over there, that's Gene Bataglia. I guess if you're watching right now or you just want to see, I look like a lobster right now. And I learned like, hey, you got some color this weekend. Yeah. If you're going to go home, as I did over the pandemic, um, meaning, okay, we're taking you're gonna shave. Yeah, you're going to shave the shave the head. Yeah. Like, don't be out in the sun. This is like the first time this happened. I didn't realize like I would be on top of a press on vacation. You've been you've been out in the sun on vacation since you've got since you've got bald. Right. And I've worn hats and everything else. Ah. I just didn't think. For a college football game, they would put you on top of the press box and then the, you know, the, the reflection off the yeah, aluminum you were seating a yeah. little bit there. Yeah. So I came home like, whoa. So it looks I'm like, kind of yeah. jealous. You got a savage tan over the weekend, Gina. I mean, I was out on Saturday. I got some yard work done. I didn't I didn't get a savage tan. No, you you came no, in here no, with no, a no, savage stop. tan. Stop. Here's the thing. Yes. My last name is Italian. My mother is Irish. She gave me this Irish skin that ah. like it like yeah no it me and son you not very tan, good. you no. burst into flames yes, exactly. yes. Yeah. uh the SPF 100 wasn't doing you any any favors uh well now you know now you know where where were you in Wilkesbury I was in La Plume as the name of the town uh it, that was just kind of north of Clark Summit which is a suburb of Scranton yes 
And St. John Fisher got the win. They got the win. And you got the win over the PA announcer there. at uh, <laughs> It was so annoying. I've been doing these games for how long? We've been doing the high school football, and this guy down there was just some sort of hero screaming into the microphone. You don't have it, do you? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, I thought I, you were I, looking for something. I got there. a text message from Terrible Time Timmy. Uh, who was uh, here at the studio while you were doing the game. He's like, are you listening to this? And I said, he goes, are you listening to this? Because I think Gene is going to kill their PEA guy. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not, but maybe I should start. And uh, sure enough, you hear the guy in the background, right? And he's just kind of like, he's treating this Division III football game like it's his own personal NFL accomplishment. That maybe that's what he was auditioning for, right? But it's a little ridiculous when there's only 400 people in the stands. There's okay, some, uh, and by the way, in the NFL, it it's kind of I get it. You're trying to get the fans fired up, and and every stadium has their own traditions, and the PA guy is a part of that. But like some of them are just like, that's Arizona, Minnesota, annoying, yeah, annoying, annoying. Like, is there anybody in that? in that stadium that's getting into that. I don't know. Where, mean, where, where do you come down on the Broncos thing where the guy goes, and it's another Broncos, and everybody yells first? No, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I, I remember that happening at Soldier Field, or they would say, uh, a Bears first down, and everybody would go, where? And then the PA guy would go, on the field. Like, I think that's fun. Yeah. Like, instead of, you know, he because normally he would say first down on the field, and then the, the fans were like, where? And then he would stop, and he would pause and you'd go on the field that was fun like the interaction yeah. is fun but when you're drawing that much attention to yourself as a pa announcer that's a little obnoxious maybe i can get dan delorean he's still hanging around to pull that audio it was it was pretty obnoxious <laughs> it was very obnoxious but you you, you you survived you got the savage tan it's no i'm burned the and bills yeah, uh the bills, bills got the win on bills sunday got the win very comfortable in a style that should please every bills fan when you open up the second half with a nine minute drive okay be on your way pat an inferior opponent on the head and get out of here it wasn't always like that though i mean there were some boos after that first three and out well yeah and this is what i would attribute it to bills fans like the drink Okay, they do. And it's like when you like the drink, like like if we have a conversation right now, uh. sober, but when the Bills go three and out and after the, you gave up a opening drive touchdown, like right. guys, what are we doing here? Yeah, and and, and you, yeah, I don't think it was like open boom, it was like huh. That was kind of it at right. this point. Like, okay, you know what? We still have um looks at watch 54 minutes in this game to still play. Here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But you were sweating a little bit. That first drive made you sweat a little bit. I, mean, yeah, I did. The, the Bills were our survivor pick for week two as I well. I think that's our tradition. Whenever I feel like the first whiff of trouble, <laughs> I will text danger a meme or just hope. I thought we were going to have people knocked out, but the Giants pulled it out last oh. night. So only a few. Uh, you know, if you pick Detroit, I saw some people pick Detroit, but really for Survivor this week, pretty much everybody advanced. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got a great show lined up for you. Let's set the table here in the sports bar. We'll talk more Buffalo Bills uh, all afternoon here. Ryan Talbot from NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest coming up at 425 later this hour from 13 Wham Sports and BuffaloPlus.com. We'll talk to Dan Fates about the Bills and the Raiders. Yeah. So Dan was down on the field. We'll get his thoughts on uh, not everything was perfect yesterday, but 
Guys that we were zeroing in on last week, Spencer Brown, he played like a man yesterday. That's right. Uh, do the Bills have a middle linebacker? I didn't know a middle linebacker could actually make an interception. Yeah. That's um, kind of cool. Boy, yeah, it was it was uh it was cool. It was cool, you know, as a as a observer watching from home, not being there, but you got to see it firsthand. Spencer Brown completely eliminated Max Crosby. I don't think they mentioned his name once on the broadcast. Like, was he even a part of that Raiders no. defense? He was invisible for the Raiders uh, defensively. And and as far as Bernard goes, like imagine the magnitude of that play. Think about the magnitude of that pick. The confidence now that he can proceed with knowing, hey, I made a, I, I, this was a big play. Like we expect it now from Milano and Milano had his own really, really mm-hmm. impressive interception uh, in yesterday's game. But, but when Bernard gets it and he can jump into the, the stands and, and, you know, be a part of all of that. Like if it's almost like you're accepted now, you're welcome, you're in. You can proceed with confidence now if you're Terrell Bernard. Yeah, and it's also kind of a team effort. I mean, it's Jones putting on the pressure. I thought the defensive line was having their way. When you have two tackles playing the way they did yesterday, Oliver and Jones, and uh, let me tell you, Greg Rousseau, (laughs) what's this going to look like when Von Miller returns? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you can get that kind of pressure from your tackles and Oliver from the jump was fantastic. I mean, the first play of the game defensively, I mean, that first drive wasn't spectacular as the Raiders kind of marched down the field quickly and, and made you a little bit nervous as to how this game was going to go. But Oliver on that first play did sort of set a tone in terms of what Josh Jacobs was going to be able to do. He was going to be able to do nothing. What was it? Nine carries yeah. minus two yards for, for Jacobs, which is like, historically poor. I don't think there's, I think there's maybe like four other instances where you've had uh, that kind of negative performance out of a running back. Mm, No, like it is the first performance ever where a defending rushing, uh, he won the rushing title last year. That's never happened. That has never happened in any, in the following year held to a negative yardage. So yeah, great on the bills run defense. I was just surprised that the Raiders kind of didn't do some of the things that they did on the opening drive, mainly, hey, the misdirection. That seemed to be working pretty well there, and that seemed to open up some things. I I noticed it early, and we didn't have to bring it up because it didn't happen throughout the course of the game, but they were picking on Trey White. Yeah. White was out of there pretty quick (laughs) in the locker room. Look, the best corner on the field yesterday was Christian Benford. Yeah. The the guy you spent a first-round pick on two years ago wasn't dressed once again. Mm-hmm. So, sure, like everything, this is going to be the M.O. Bills can win, but we look at this team so closely on this show in particular that we're going to point out things that, okay, yeah. 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 Even even the players who've been stars, who are stars, who are paid like stars, when they don't show up, you can still say, hmm, Trey White took a bad angle, got beat on that play. Doesn't look like the same player we remembered he looked like earlier, basically pre-injury, pre-ACL injury. It's also one of the top five receivers in the game. Sure. Like Adam's fantastic. He's going to be okay, apparently. He got dinged at the end of that game. Somebody called it a dirty hit by Taylor Rapp. I wouldn't go that far, but um, you know that was was contact, certainly, on that. Yeah, um, the, the Bills um, now prepare for Washington on Sunday. Washington, who themselves... Uh, now go to two and zero after an emotional win where they almost blew it at the end. Ah, can I look ahead to Miami? 
Hey, come well, on. Yeah, come on. If we're going to talk about that secondary, the Bills defense specifically, if you watched any of last night's game, and I don't blame you if you didn't, because who wants to watch Miami and New England? If you hate those teams, you hate those teams. I. It's not that I hate New England. It's that they're a tough watch. They really are. Like, name me. Tonight, sure, maybe the Carolina Panthers aren't that sharp, but what do you expect from them? This is Bill Belichick, New England, and, you know, a former offensive uh, you know, guru there, and Bill O'Brien, and watching this last night, well, I'm like, no, it's, it ain't it. My observation from last night is I worry that the Dolphins' offense is going to give the Bills' defense problems because of their speed. Their speed is going to be a problem for a Bills' defense that isn't as young and certainly isn't as fast. However, like most things, if you can disrupt that timing with Tonga Vailoa, I think you'll be... Oh, it, look, you lost to Miami first go-round. You were pushed to the limit there in the December game, and they gave you a, a battle there, And they, even though they were down to their third-string quarterback in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, I think the Dolphins and the Jets are going to be problems for the Bills this season and moving forward. Uh, we already saw it with the Jets in week one, and I, I wonder if we lo- are allowed to look ahead to week four, what that looks like for the Bills as they host uh, Miami, their next home game here in a couple of weeks. Uh, you're welcome to join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line. That number is 866-4-F-A-N, 866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location, 135 West Commercial Street in ER, goodsmokebbq.com. Your observations from the game. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you think about next week's opponent in Washington who gets the win against the Broncos and Russ? Let's ride. Let's let's ride. Let's not convert. Do we do we let's feel bad? Convert. Do we feel bad that there that should have been PI in the two point conversion? No, no sympathy. It's Sean Payton coach team, and for a guy who made as much noise about pass interference as Sean Payton did, no zero sympathy whatsoever. Yeah, they, you can't win. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, "Hey, the ref shouldn't dictate the play of the game," and it, you can't have it both ways. It was close. You could have called it, but I'm not mad that they didn't call it. There was also another guy open in the back of the end zone that Mr. Unlimited did not see, so I would also say that. Yes. Tim in San Diego starting us off. There's again, our guy. 866-4326. What's up, Tim? Well, sunburn on Saturday, and uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention how ripe the air was on Friday at your uh, Friday night football. Now, now oh, listen, whoa, whoa. listen, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I, I, I plugged my nose, and I didn't say anything, but H, HFL, as a, somebody who's a resident of HFL, we, we have a, a co-worker who's a resident of HFL, and yeah. I texted him, hey, man, why does HFL smell like cow s? And he said they just spread it in the morning. We were all talking about it, too. I was like, okay, as long as everybody's aware that the town smells like manure at this very moment. Not, I love HFL. We love going there. It was awesome being there. But I think everybody there kind of knew. It was like, whoa, whoa. It whoa. smells like manure, Tim. And you're, you're a, a uh, graduate of HFL, so I'm not saying anything yeah. that you don't know. <laughs> exactly but i i figured you know you should probably talk about a little bit and how humorous it was and you know i've got my uh my boots on the ground there with other people telling me about it which oh I, my god 
<laughs> it's a it's a very specific musk that you uh, yeah. <laughs> that you take in when you uh, when you get to HFL. Yeah, t- Tim, how how often would that happen down there when you were living down there? When I was living, uh, you know, it would it would you know just once in a great while. I think it's seasonal, you know. So I think maybe it's the fall that you know they they spread it out and all that. But usually, yeah, it's usually spring fall. But you know, you know it's one day, not a big deal. But you get through it. <laughs> <laughs> we got like, through it. Yeah, we we did not mention anything on the air. I wasn't going to say no. anything, Tim, but you brought it up. And I think if you're a resident of HFL, you know what we're talking about. It reeked. Oh yeah, but uh, thoughts on the game, Josh Allen, methodical and efficient. I mean, take what took what the defense gave him. You know, didn't didn't have to bring the sex cannon out. Danger. That's right. As, as much as he tried last week, and so really great game from him, and still had very good numbers. I mean, you know, if he's $40 million a year and you're still, you know, putting up numbers like that. I'll take that any day. Um, you know, you mentioned Trey white. It's like, yeah, it was a little concerning yesterday, uh, watching him kind of get beat a little bit here and there, but, um, overall, like, uh, you know, you mentioned in the open defensive line really played well. Um, Milano coming up with another interception, Terrell Bernard, um, just a really, just a great game after that first drive, you know, woke them up and, you know, they dominated outscoring them 38 to three, the rest of the game. So really, you know, just take that kind of effort into Washington next week and, uh, you know, decimate them. And then, as you mentioned, Miami, whew, man, speed kills. And, uh, you know, Waddle and uh, Hill are going to be uh, a very tough test. But also Raheem Mostert has been very vital to that team as well. When he's healthy, he's a really good running back. Um, it's just a matter of keeping him you know, healthy. So I, I think he could be a difference maker uh, in that game in week four. Well, as, as rowdy as everybody was uh, for yesterday, Tim, I just I'm looking forward to hearing that atmosphere coming up in two weeks because if Miami comes in at 3-0, and and even if they don't, if you have uh, first place in the division uh, on the line there. And as far as Josh Allen, get your thoughts uh, on this. Honestly, I thought that was one of the best games he's played here. You don't need to throw the ball downfield. You can just do this, uh, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts here. First down, first down, first down. And really, you can call it conservative. You put up 38 points. It's not conservative. It's smart, oh, not yeah. conservative. Smart, smart, not conservative. That's if I was wondering what the definition of that was all last week when Ken Dorsey first said it, and it turns out it was what we saw yesterday where Allen goes 31 for 37. Uh, that's an 83.7% completion percentage, pretty good. 274 yards and those three touchdowns with no picks, no fumbles. It is. It was one of his better performances of his career. It, it, the, the numbers aren't eye-popping to the point where you're going to be like, oh, he's your offensive player of the week. It's fine. He doesn't have to be. He was efficient. He took what the defense gave him, and the Bills get the win. Amen. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Next time we get invited, can, Tim, you, be, can you call people and just be like, okay, you know, they're going to come down this day. Maybe we want to lay down the manure another day. And, and Tim, if I if I can if I can ask you a question here, and this is a little bit of a tease for I'll drink to that, which is coming up here before four o'clock. Our takes on tap, uh, Tim. What are HFL's official school colors? Black and yellow. Black and yellow. It's black and With yellow. Khalifa. Yes. Yeah. They, they come out to no. Wiz Khalifa. Yes, they're black and yellow. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Appreciate no you. No problem. There's Tim in San Diego. We, 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 we didn't get into it, but on the broadcast Friday night, I don't know if you said black and gold or who said black and gold. I'm like, just come on. 
You you were like, it's yellow. It's yellow. Their colors are black and yellow. They come out to Wiz Khalifa. Their jerseys are black and yellow. Who say, well, the Section 5 website officially says that their colors are black and gold. I'm like, well, they need to change their colors then because their colors as they stand right now are black and yellow. All right. I did this. I, I, I seem to recall this like from years ago here. Like Saints gold, yes. Steelers yellow. Yes. From the time we were children, the earliest of education was know your colors. How did we forget? Where did we get lost on what yellow looks like versus gold? The Packers, yellow. green and yellow. Not green and gold, green and yellow. I think they say green and gold, don't, don't they? I think they do. Yeah. And that's wrong. You are yellow. That is yellow. If you know the difference between yellow. Tonight? The, the, the Saints, that's black and gold. That's black and gold. Could it be as simple as yellow has a negative connotation and we don't want to list that? Even though it's the color yellow, we're going to call it gold. Then you're not being true to yourself and you're dumb. That's that's just stupid. Who's making up that rule? A, th- a three-year-old who doesn't know the difference between yellow and gold? We know our colors. We've, we've known them since preschool. <sighs> Can we bring this a little closer to home? What are the Sabres' official colors? Sabres are uh, blue, royal blue and, and yellow. I'm going to say gold. Now, some of their jerseys have gold. That's, you know. They, they have the one. Mm-hmm. Those, the, the, whatever, the, the anniversary jerseys that they had that were like white with gold trim. Like gold is gold. We know what gold looks like. The Notre Dame helmet is gold. I think they call them the blue and gold, though. Dude. I it know. Blue it's and wrong. yellow. It's wrong. It should be yellow. It's it's so wrong. What are we doing? How do we lose our way? <laughs> okay, I'm looking at this right now, and it says gold, and it's the color yellow. It's yellow, right? Yellow. How do we get? How did we get lost from age three to, to our adult life where we look at yellow and say, "Oh, that's gold." No, it's not. Florida State gold. It's very simple, okay? Yellow, you're a coward. What kind of journalism don't you want to do? Yellow. Like oh, yellow you're saying the negative bad, connotation. Negative, you know, so, mellow yellow. So Nobody we're like supposed yellow. to we're supposed to buy in to this uh, this pitch that if if you're really yellow and you're saying you're gold, you're somehow now a superior product. How did yellow lose their identity? Become this negative word? Mm. That's really the real story here. Any team that's that's actually white and yellow should be vanilla and yellow, just for a double <laughs> negative connotation. <laughs> what are your colors? Vanilla and yellow. Vanilla. Now this goes back to, oh, well, they're running a vanilla offense. You don't like the ne- you don't like the negative connotation excuse, for vanilla. Excuse me. Have you ever had good vanilla? Because d- vanilla is delicious. It is, and because vanilla is just so giving, it goes with everything. That, that is that what you're trying to say? Basic is the word you're looking for, not vanilla. Basic. I, I think uh, yellow has unfairly been given a negative connotation. Yellow by itself is a fine color, but yellow is not gold. Gold is gold. Yellow is yellow. Let's not mix the two up. We're not three anymore. We can, we can do that, right? One of our regulars, Jack, John, was was there at HFL. I would love for him to weigh in and tell me, what's the difference between gold and yellow? What were you photographing on Friday night? Was it black and yellow or black and gold? Just so you know, this is before I got there just minutes before you did. Jack was in the press box, comes up to me. First time anybody has ever come up to me. Putting their license right in my face. See? See? That's my name, Jack. This goes back to... 
It was some. I, your take should be take of the. It's a take of the year nominee. I want. I'm trying to think of the genesis of this. I think it was just like an anti Jack Eichel take. And like my, my my kicker was, you don't even have a real name. Jack isn't a real Jack name. Jack isn't. It's John or Jonathan. And Jack was the nickname. Jack isn't a real name. Is take of the year nominee. Just quality. like you wouldn't name your kid Mike. You name Jack, him Michael. Jack isn't a real name. And Jack had to show you his driver's license. See, it is a real name. No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> Jack is not a real name. Or neither is Gene, Mike, Chris. Yeah. yeah like Gene is not a real name nope. either, I yeah. admit. Uh, all right, let's let's get to Dad Fates, the 13 Web Sports, Buffalo Plus. More on yesterday's win in Orchard Park, and we look ahead to Sunday, a trip to Washington to take on the Commanders, who are 2-0 and on this young season. Dan Fates next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills now 1-1 one one on the season. This after their win over the Raiders. Head coach Sean McDermott will address reporters and learn, hopefully, about the statuses of Leonard Floyd and Micah Hyde. They got nicked up yesterday. Dawson Knox on team bouncing back after the week one loss. We're thinking about all the mistakes we made last week. We can't let that carry over to this week. We always have that 24-hour rule. We're done talking about it on Tuesday. Um, so we're just kind of ready to we're ready to move on, wipe that bad taste out of our mouth. So it's definitely good to move on. Buffalo opening as a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Commanders. We'll talk to 13 Whams Dan Fates coming up next here in the Sports Bar. Monday Night Football, two games tonight. 7 o'clock for the Saints and the Panthers, 8-15 for the Steelers and Browns. Red Wings home schedule, that is wrapped up. Team off today. They're in Indianapolis tomorrow. Gene Battaglia in the sports leader. The Fan Rochester. Stop. 
straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Victory Monday. We welcome in Dan Fates, 13 Wham Sports, BuffaloPlus.com. I think everybody's in a good mood because the Bills did what we thought they were going to do. But of course, you know, we, we like it when there's some some action where, you know, there's things that we can criticize. Good luck trying to find. I mean, we can criticize maybe that first drive, you know, the first three and out, Dan. But but after that, it felt like it was smooth sailing for the Buffalo Bills. How are you today? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I tweeted after the after the Raiders marched down the field and scored with ease. And then the Bills went three and out, including two draw plays to start the game. And boos were raining out at Highmark Stadium. I tweeted out, has anybody tried unplugging the Bills and plugging them back in? <laughs> and that worked. Whoever did it, like hats off to them, because after that, uh, Greg Rousseau, who has been a monster this year, uh, tips a pass up, Trail Bernard intercepts it, and the rest of the game was pretty much a formality at that point. Well, Dan, I mean, getting ba- and you are somebody that does not like to run the ball, However, but when you can mix it up the way that you did yesterday, it it seemed like the perfect balance. (laughs) I would just ask you this question. Like, would you encourage Josh Allen? uh, Look, if it's all there underneath, there's absolutely no need for the deep ball. Like, if you can win games like that, is not not the perfect scenario what you saw yesterday? Yeah, a couple points. I'm not against running the ball. I'm against running the ball when you're unsuccessful at it and just bang your head against the wall. When the Bills and that that drive to start the third quarter where they went, you know, nine minutes, 75 yards, they were really leaning on that defensive line. And we hear all of the time, we hear all the time of offensive linemen, you know, they want to, they don't always want to pass block. They want to, they want to put their hands on the defensive lineman and get downhill. Well, I always say like, as a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman, you have to earn that right. Like prove to Ken Dorsey that you can do it and then he'll call more run plays and everybody will be happy. But this thought of like calling run plays just for the sake of calling run plays when they go for negative yards or one or two yards, I think it's a waste. So to see, you know, that was great to see that every single run carry seemed like it went for five, six yards a pop. That was great to see because I, I mean, we can get in the debate which line played better, the offensive line or the defensive line. Yeah. And both of them were dominant yesterday. And as for Josh taking the checkdowns, I know everybody was, was very bent out of shape, and, and rightfully so, for the way that Josh played in the Meadowlands. But for this thought that Josh had to change something or become something different, like, guys, that's who Josh Allen is. He is going to have those games where he has four turnovers and comes to the press conference afterwards and says, I stink. That game was on me. I'm really upset because I lost the game for my team. Like, that's going to happen. And then what's going to happen is he's going to bounce back like he did yesterday like this is who josh allen is this wasn't the first time we have seen him as i like to call it take the cheese take this the easy stuff underneath it's just a matter of this is the roller coaster of who josh allen is both things can be true but guys i i would put money on the fact that at some point this season josh is going to have a game where he turns the ball over a few times and says man that stinks more often than not he's going to be really good because that's who he is but there will be highs and lows so for everybody that was like wow josh allen learned how to learned how to check the ball down yesterday and took what the defense gave him. He did, he's done that the last few years. That's what's made him an elite quarterback, improving his completion percentage, taking what the defensive gives him. It's just tough for him to stay patient for an entire game. And that was what, that's what was impressive to me yesterday. Dan, was yesterday Spencer Brown's best game as a pro? 
Yeah, absolutely. No question. And, and Josh talked about it after the game, Gene. I thought it was interesting. He complimented him by saying that Spencer has all of the physical gifts. But that sentence he said in the press conference ended with when he puts it all together and when he's focused. So that was a little telling to me. I thought that was a, 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 um, maybe Josh kind of getting out there and saying, like, yeah, this guy's really good. He's a monster. He can move. He's all these things. But, man, you just got to focus and, and get things right because I thought he handled Max Crosby phenomenally. I think he was a big part of the run game. I think when Josh feels comfortable and when he feels safe, um, it's a game changer. So that was a big step forward in Spencer Brown's career. Hopefully he can build off of that. Tied at 13 Wham's Dan Fates, who was uh, on the sidelines for yesterday's action. And I don't know if it's just the Raiders offensive line isn't all that good. But, Dan, this is why you invest all this capital on the defensive line, what you saw yesterday. And I would say, boy, if you see that actually out of Greg Rousseau, I'm trying to imagine what this defensive line will look like when Von Miller gets back. Man, he is special. And uh, I think it was last year, his dietitian Von Miller started him on the diet of gunpowder and gasoline. So now he's like well into this diet and, and it is paying off. Sean McDermott said that he is now playing nasty. He's nastier. And it is, it's different. I remember when they drafted Greg Rousseau, I caught up with his high school coach and he talked about how Greg actually played safety. Like he was such a freak talent that that's where he had him in the defense. And when he went to Miami, he was still kind of learning how to play defensive end, all of those things. But the other thing he said was that Greg was one of the nicest kids that he had on his team. And at times they used to have to tell Greg to like get angry, like get mad at the other team. Like don't pick up the player that you just tackled. And I remember asking Greg that rookie year and he got mad at me. Cause he's like, I'm not like, that's not me. Like I, I'm just polite. Like I, I, I'm not just a nice guy. Like I, I, I can be mean. And to hear Sean say like he's getting nasty, I think is a big step because he has. I think he's been the best defensive lineman for the Bills, and that's saying a lot because that Oliver equally has played really impressive football. Those two guys have wrecked plays single-handedly, and I know they rotate their defensive line and all these things. They got to keep them on the field more. They got to be getting 70% of the snaps, not 50. They got to be getting 75. I want to see Greg Rousseau on the field for nine out of 10 plays because he is right now dominating and bullying offensive linemen. So we know that the, the Raiders offensive line isn't anything to write home about, but I imagine that this is, this is what Sean McDermott wants out of his, yeah. his defense. This kind of gaudy, like the idea that you held Jacobs to nine carries for minus two yards, the idea that Devontae Adams was the only receiver save for that one Hunter Renfro catch late in the game that actually caught balls for the Raiders throughout the course of the afternoon. I mean, that's a dominant performance by that defense, especially if you take away that first opening drive. Yeah. And I guess I thought the defense played well against the jets. They had some short field positions. I know it's Zach Wilson, but they still got, they still got dudes over there on, on that offense. They got guys. And I know you can't take away the breeze hall run, but really I think this defense has played really well. Obviously you would, you want to take back the opening drive. Micah Hyde said like they came to play. We weren't ready. Um, but after that, the adjustments they made, and, you know, we didn't have to hear about we didn't have gap integrity. We didn't have to hear about we were out of alignment. Like, we just saw them get after it. And Sean McDermott, I wonder if he took a little bit of something from that Jets game because we asked, you know, he was asked a lot about this Jets defense has given you fits. And, like, what, what is it about it? And Sean said they don't do anything special schematically. 
they just fly around. And I saw that yesterday. This wasn't anything fancy. This wasn't safety blitzes. This wasn't corner blitzes or any of these things. They just flew around to the ball. And, and I think that that's maybe the lesson that, that Sean needed his team to learn. Said after Monday night, and I know it's a Von Miller thing, he says that you either win or you learn. And they had to learn quickly this week after an embarrassing loss to the Jets. I was really impressed by the way they bounced back, defense specifically. 13 Wham's Dan Fates, also Buffalo Plus, our guest here in the sports bar. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing that your best corner on the field, in my opinion, yesterday was Christian Benford. Um, do you mm-hmm. think there's a trade market at all for Kyger Elam at this point? It's a little concerning that you spent uh, a first-round pick, Dan, and he's not even on the fielder. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not good. I was just talking to Mike. I was filing the game from what I shot yesterday, and I got you know shots of him in his his clothes, you know, on, on the sidelines. And I'm sitting there going, we were just in Vegas when they traded up to draft him and, and, and all these things. And for whatever reason, there is a disconnect. Is there a trade market? I don't know. Um, is there a team that is willing to let Kyir make mistakes on the field? Kyir is not ready right now for whatever reason in this build system. And the only way Kyir is going to get better is to play. And unfortunately for him, the Bills are at a point where they're not – they're win now, and they can't have somebody learning on the job. That's just not this – this defense, this offense, it's too good. They're not involved in projects right now. It is – the best players are playing. It doesn't matter if you're a first-rounder or a sixth-rounder. That's why Christian Benford's on the field. All of those things. Now, could they add some – a depth at a, at a tackle position? Could, could maybe Houston be looking for another young corner? Um Maybe um, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Could you get maybe a, a third wide receiver? Is there a team that, that you know, is, wants to get younger? Um, because, again, physically, Kyer Elam has way more athletic talent than Christian Benford, Dane Jackson, all of those things. But he just doesn't have the technique. He's not familiar enough with the system. And right now, with, looking back on it, he was this big press corner from Florida and all these things. They don't press a whole lot, the Bills' defense. So kind of looking back, it looks like you kind of tried to fit a square peg into a round hole. Is there somebody that wants to say, hey, look, we want to play man, and this is a young corner? I can imagine somebody would want to take a chance at him in season. I'm not sure. Dan, we mentioned how Spencer Brown had his best game as a pro. We also saw James Cook have his best day as a pro. 17 rushes, 123 yards, 7.2 yards per carry. Uh, also, Terrell Bernard getting the pick, having his yeah. best day uh, as a pro as well. And I guess when we're talking about some of these younger Bills, and and you know Cook in his second year, Bernard in his second year, uh, you know Brown has been here a little bit longer. But these guys, the game that they had, the afternoon that they had at home in a winning effort, talk about what that might do here for their confidence moving forward because let's face it we were worried about Terrell Bernard going into week yeah. one we didn't have anything to really you know make us believe after week one that Terrell Bernard was going to be safe and secure at middle linebacker I think we're feeling yeah. a lot better about that decision now yeah um confidence is a hell of a drug it is my favorite thing that Micah Hyde has ever said to me um this goes all the way back to, to 2019 when they got off to that hot start and I went oh that's a really good point and I feel like for for Bernard for Spencer Brown, for things like that. Like, I know you don't want to ride the roller coaster of highs and lows. And, and Josh was so good yesterday when he talked about how he, 
he actually embraced and loved how he felt last week because it makes the highs feel so much better and he learned from those lows. Maybe I want these guys to stay confident. Be, think you're better than you are sometimes. Chris, you know, if you're, if you're Terrell Bernard, think that you belong calling plays, know that you belong calling plays in a huddle with four all pros around you. Like, think about that. And when you start to have that confidence, you know, if you're a baseball, if you're a hitter in baseball, the ball just looks bigger. Like things like that kind of go in um, and you can feed off that. So for Spencer Brown to go up against Max, Max Crosby, who's can absolutely wreck games for, for James Cook, who I don't know if he likes to run inside the tackles very much, but he can bounce it outside and he has shown quite a bit of speed to, to pick up seven, eight yards a pop. Uh, it's been nice. And again, we haven't said anything negative about Terrell Bernard. Um, maybe the Brees Hall run um, in, in the Jets game, but besides that, he's been solid. So it's, it's been nice to see those guys fit in with a bounce-back victory. Uh, during a normal week here, Dan, uh, meaning uh, game on Sunday, game on Sunday, McDermott will talk on a Wednesday. And on our show, we have a segment called McDermott McLies, and we play back some <laughs> of his Beck's comments. And uh, when he's pumping the tires of an opponent, and I, I, I yeah. just get the sense there's going to be a lot of McLies coming up this week. Dan, is a team that's 2-0, and Washington. That, is there any fear going down against this team? Because, yes, they came back to beat uh, Arizona, and sure, yesterday they survived on uh, this uh, after giving up that Hail Mary. Your, your thoughts on facing the commanders here? Uh, their defensive line. Uh, like, and again, we can take the positives away from the Raiders game, but also take one step back and Think about the fact that the Raiders will probably be the worst defense this Bills offense faces all year. They are not good. That's what you're supposed to do. You are now going to face a defensive line that is really, really scary. And that's something that you're going to have to worry about. Sam Howell may be one of those guys that's a little over his skis and he may have too much confidence coming up, you know, being 3-0 and in his first three starts and all these things. But to me, this game is going to start and end with can the Bills' offensive line keep Josh Allen upright? Can they create some holes for Latavius Murray and James Cook and all those things? Because Chase, um, Chase Young is going to be back. It's going to be his second game, things like that. Like I, I am just thinking all about I'm, uh, Mike and I are going to the game in D.C. is making sure that Josh Allen is still standing upright uh, for most of that game because that's, that's where I think this game is going to be won and lost. Dan, they're not going to look ahead, but we're allowed to look ahead to week four. Yeah. And after we watched Miami uh, in Foxborough last night, my, my takeaway is, oh boy, uh, we yep. knew that they were a fast team last year. They look just as fast, if not faster this year. Yeah. And, and the, the problems that may present for an aging and slower yeah. Bills defense. Yeah, somebody was talking about it. Oh, you know, the Chiefs are 1-1, one one, the Bengals are 0-2, the Chargers are 0-2. And, and somebody was kind of going through all the teams and they're like, the Bills, you know, they, they could look at the one seed. And I was like, you didn't talk about the Dolphins because right now they seem like an offensive juggernaut. And I know they didn't put up a ton of points, but New England's defense is pretty dang good too. But what Mike McDaniel is doing, and to a healthy, it's, it's, it's an if. I know some people will say it's when he gets hurt. It's an if he gets hurt. But, like, this offense can cause problems. And so – yeah, that will be, to me, the real measuring stick of where this defense is because as of right now, I, I think the Dolphins are the team to beat in the division. I, I think the Bills have to prove that they are still the 
three-time defending champs because I think the Dolphins right now would be the favorite with how they're playing, especially to start the year. Um, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, all these guys, they got a running game going right now. It's, they got a pretty good offensive line, like all over the place. And we know this defense can, they got, they got dudes back there too. Xavier Howard looks good. And um, Javon Holland is uh, always gives the bills. It seems like problems. So like they got dudes over there now. And uh, that will be for me. I'm with you. I'm, I'm peeking ahead to that game. For that game, Dan, um, because now this is a story. The legend of the game will be Fred Jackson. That game. Can, can somebody get him a nice seat in a suite for that game? How about the press box? You got a seat next to you, Gino, right? I do. Yeah, I'd love to sit next to Fred. Actually, I will be in the press box that game, too. Not a great look for Takeo. Not a great seat. Is that fair fair to say? Well, I I think not a great look for the Bills in that this is how they treat their their legends of the game. And and you hear some of the stories along with what we saw from Takeo Spike's uh, social media account yesterday, an obstructed view from from inside the suite. I mean, seriously, you're going to invite a a legend of the Bills to come and lead the charge. Why not just offer them a, a seat in the owners in the owners box? Is is that forbidden? Yeah. I mean, what what is what's the rationale there? What what is the thinking there, Dan? Yeah, uh, I don't know. That is a great question, Danger, and I guess that's something that the Bills will have to correct and fix. It's weird that so many people have come out and said we've also had that issue. Other legends have kind of said they've had that issue. When is it just Takeo's the only one that wanted to, to make it public? And was everybody being kosher before that? Like this, this seems like this should have happened once and fixed. It's kind of odd to me how many people have come out and said like, yeah, this, there have been issues for where they sit for the game because this seems like, Hey, these aren't great seats. Got it. We'll fix it. It's fixed. Right. It's a, it's an easy fix. Invite them into the owner's box and call it a day. Yeah. So we'll, we will see. Um, it, it'll be my, my big thing guys too. And again, I, I know people are saying like, Oh, Josh Allen, you know, turn the corner. I, I go, this is still who Josh Allen is. I looked back at that Jets game. It's just one last thing I wanted to mention was that I looked back at the Jets game and we're like, Oh, we've never seen this. Like this was, you know, so bad. I go, that Jets game reminded me of Houston's playoff game mm. where we just saw reckless Josh Allen. It reminded me of, um, the crazy Jacksonville game that they lost to urban Meyer seat when Josh was just, oh all over the place. Josh is going to lay these eggs and I'll make another baseball analogy for you. Spencer Strider has a 102 mile per hour fastball. Sometimes it gets rocked and sometimes he walks people and sometimes he hits people. Right. But he doesn't come out there the next game and start throwing 90% changeups. You stick with your fastball. Josh talked about it this week. It is a double edged sword. Josh Allen's gift. And Josh is not going to dull one end of his sword so that he can be a more of a game manager. You can restrain it. You can keep it in a little bit. You can try and check it down more and have more patience. But guys, he talked about all off season being smarter, not, not hurdling guys, right? He hurdled three people in two games. Like once the ball gets snapped, Josh Allen takes over Josh Allen's body. It is not whatever Ken Dorsey or Sean McDermott says in his ear or before the play. Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen. You are going to live with some of these moments. I am now convinced more than ever, and this is a compliment, that he is Brett Favre with an athletic body. He is going to live and die by these games. Sometimes he is going to cost his team losses, but a lot of times he's going to lead his team to win because that play to, to Gabe Davis was crazy. The hurdle at the goal line was insane. But some of the things that he did, 
And for all of the checkdowns that he had yesterday, and some of them were right by me, and I kind of got to, you know, keep my camera on Josh Allen's face. He looked like a dog that even when he checked it down to Kincaid or Cook or Murray, he had the look of like when you give a dog a treat or you show the dog a treat, and you're like, sit, sit, boy, don't move. And Josh is just like, oh, I wanted to throw it down the field into double coverage so bad. And guess what? Sometimes he's going to do it. But I just want people to understand that, like, what we saw these first two games is nothing new, at least to me. And when you look at the big picture of Josh Allen's five years, and this is his sixth year, you'll see a lot of this. And he, he has progressed, and he's gotten better, and he's become such a student of the game. And he does have that ability to take the cheese. But Josh Allen is going to Josh Allen sometimes. And it's a wild roller coaster filled with some really fun highs and some really head-scratching lows. Dan, congratulations to your Braves winning the divisional oh. championship. And and also, because I saw up in the press box yesterday Mike Catalan. He's like, well, yeah. make sure you ask Dan who he says he's afraid of in the playoffs being his, his Phillies. And I'd ask you, is that true? Are you afraid of the Phillies? And if it is true, afraid. is that not you emotionally hedging here? Uh, no, it's not emotionally hedging. It's that lineup does scare me. And I, that, with the Braves went and played the Dodgers out west. And again, I don't watch a lot of West Coast baseball, all those things. And I heard about Muncie and Freeman, or I heard about Betts and Freeman. And those guys are monsters at the top of their lineup. And then I see Max Muncie is batting third, and he's hitting 202. Like, I, that's what I'm supposed to be worried about? And then, and then, hey, Gene, Ahmed Rosario was batting fourth for the Dodgers when we played them. <laughs> Ahmed Rosario. I couldn't name the two other outfielders. Jason Hayward, like, I'm supposed to be worried about the Dodgers. I'm not worried about the Dodgers at all. You can clip this. I know this might come back to bite me in the butt, but I'm not worried about the Dodgers. The Phillies got a pitching staff. The Phillies got some dudes that can hit. Bryce Harper always comes up in big games. I don't want to see the Phillies at all in the postseason. We've rolled the tape, Dan. It's rolling. All right. We'll, we'll, yep. we'll check back in October. <laughs> yep. uh, Dan, yep. keep up the great work at 13WAM Sports. We appreciate all the work that you and Jenna and Mike are doing covering the Bills and, of course, at buffaloplus.com. We're, we're looking forward to the content and appreciate the time as always, bud. I always love coming on here, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, 13WAM Sports, Dan Fates. Check out his work with uh, Jenna Cottrell and Mike Catalana at buffaloplus.com as well. We got to take a break and come back with I'll drink to that. Some takes on tap, Gino. Yeah, I something I observed yesterday, it, it, depending on how you go into the stadium, this always, always happens if you're going on the big tree route. There's a lot of different ways you can kind of get in. And I'm just wondering why, why do we do this? That's the way I have to go in. But it's something that is, I just want to get off my chest here. Hmm. And also the Jets yesterday, sure, there's no shame in losing to the Cowboys. But there's something with Zach Wilson and the management, I guess, of Zach Wilson that tells me, oh, they still haven't figured this out. And I'll explain. Um, We're oftentimes critical of the guys calling the games from time to time. I'd like to highlight what a great call sounds like because one occurred during the Chiefs. And the Jags game yesterday, a great call by Ian Eagle that I wanted to showcase. And and we we discussed it a little bit earlier, but something that has gotten away from us as adults, and I'm not sure where we lost our way from when we were toddlers to where we are now, but it's a distinct difference and it needs to be pointed out and we need to correct it and we need to do it with, with haste. Uh, let's get to, I'll drink that here in a couple few in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. The NFL season is here. Now is the time to get incredible offers 
offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook for help with the gambling problem. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 918-23. That's today. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Uh, commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 